Hello, coders. Hello, coders. Sorry about that. I don't know what happened. The stream just decided to die. Uh, so we've, we're back again. Ah, apologies. This is the problem with doing it live. Um, so what we're going to do is we're going to restart the whole thing. Uh, we're going to talk about this PHP uh, roadmap that I've got. 10, what, 100 days of PHP. We're just going to start it from the top. So apologies if someone's already listened to part of this. We'll start it again. Um, this is episode 106 of the podcast. Now, this podcast is an audio podcast, as podcasts are. And you can get this on um, iTunes and Spotify and, and whatnot. It comes out every Friday. But this is the live show. Live shows happen at uh, Thursdays. It uh, should be about 8 o'clock. British summertime every Thursday live on YouTube. So if you haven't done so already, please do subscribe to uh, the How to Code Well YouTube channel. And uh, at the end of the show, we, we're probably going to talk a little bit, possibly talk a little bit about the future of the podcast and the things that I would like to perhaps do in the future. But let's get into the meat and potatoes of this, which is the 100 days of PHP, the roadmap. So this is all the things, in my opinion, that one should learn uh, when they're learning PHP. And also, it's it's structured in a way that is kind of like you should learn this before you learn that because then it'll be easier and it would make more sense. So for instance, don't learn object orientation before you learn what a variable is, that kind of that kind of thing. But I should say that even though I've been a developer, PHP developer since the early 2000s, this is no way sort of a hard and fast set of rules. See this, please, as a guideline. See this as a thing that you can just sort of uh, use and sort of change up if you want to. You know, please don't think that everything is in here because it's not. There is so much of PHP that I'm yet to learn. So this, just see this as a guide. Okay. So what I've done is I've broken this up into 10, 10 sort of topics. And then what I've done is I've broken those topics into their own right, uh, their own specific things. So let's first up talk about the topics first. So the first one is uh, variables, variables and data types. That's number one. Number two is control flows. Number three, if I scroll, 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 there's a load here. Number three is functions. Now, technically a function is a control flow, but because there is so much involved in a function and how to learn of what a function does, then uh, I've, I've kind of split this out into its own little own little deal. Uh, number four is arrays. So we'll talk all about arrays there. Number five is dates. Number six is HTTP requests, get and post uh, responses and requests and other requests and, and HTTP status codes and all of that jazz. Because PHP is a web development language, right? You build, you use PHP for the web and the web uses HTTP status, uh, HTTP requests and responses. And, though, and therefore, as a PHP developer, one must learn how to handle those kind of things. So we talk about forms and other bits and pieces to do with that. Number seven is sessions. Uh, number eight is external files. So how to bring in external files. And then number nine and 10, they kind of follow suit there about object orientation, abstraction, interfaces, visibility, scopes, inheritance, that kind of jazz. What we'll do now is we'll dive into each one of these things in each one of these topics in in uh, more detail. And what I've done is I've split this out into a series of challenges, maybe. Uh, well, yeah, um, there's a couple of challenges in here for each one. 
I've done this as though I was going to plan a course to build. And one thing I should say, sorry, before I get into the depth of this, this is a, a rolling document I've got. So it's not like the finished article. Um, there's a lot of things in here or there's a lot of things yet to be put in here, shall we say. So this is like a first draft of this. Okay, so... Now, I did open up my beer last time, so you'll just have to pretend that I've just gone a... But this... I'm on the midway. Again, it's such a nice beer, but it's so hot in this office. So I'll be taking plenty of slurps of that. Okay, so number one is the variables and data types. Now, remember that this is for anybody who's who hasn't done PHP before, but also those who have done PHP sort of drips and drabs and want to sort of brush up on their skills, you know? So number one is variables and data types. And the questions that a developer should should ask are things like, what is a float? What is a string? What is an integer? What is a Boolean? What is a null? Okay, so once you've um, established what they are, then you can do things with them. So for instance, string functions. Let's print a string to a page. Like let's print your name to a page. Let's concatenate two strings together. Right. So maybe it's, um, you're, you're coming up with, uh, variables that make up an address. So you want to concatenate the address portions of the address together and then print out that single string. Okay. Find the position of a substring. So let's say you've got a phrase and you're looking or you want to identify the position in which a certain letter or a certain word in that phrase falls in. And so you want to find that position. Now, this will teach you the fact that um, uh, we count from zero as as programmers. <laughs> That'll be a fun thing to discover. Okay, split a string by a string. So, for instance, this could be, uh, you could have a fr the phrase that you were just using, and you want to split that string out by the spaces within that phrase. So there's a lot of things in here that will touch upon certain elements that we'll go through in greater depth in, you know, later on in this roadmap. Uh, so for instance, when you split a string by a string, you'll get an array, that, that kind of thing. Okay. So then after that, once we've, once we've touched upon the string functions, and yes, there are a lot more string functions to play with, you could go down and have a look at numbers. So for example, basic calculations. So addition, subtraction, uh, division, multiplication. And then once you've created those kind of those numbers uh, in variables, then you can start doing things with them and start breaking things. So the way my brain works is let's just see how, how we can break it. So for example, uh, what happens if you add a string to an integer? Right. So what happens if you create your name as a string and then you add that to a, to an integer or the vice versa, add an integer to a string? What happens? What happens if you cast a Boolean to a string? So let's say, for instance, you have a string, which has, which is a number of 10, but it's in quotes. So what happens if you cast that as an integer? How do you dump the variable to the page? So how do you find the data type and the value and dump that to the page? Clues and title there. Uh, how can you convert a numeric string to an integer? I've just said that, haven't I? How do you, yeah. Um, how can you tell if a number is odd or even? Okay. So that's a, that's a fun, a fun thing to do. Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining. Would I get into design patterns? Now, that's an interesting question. At the end of this, where we get to the, the nine and 10, we start talking about OOP. And I've kind of left a space for design patterns, but um, I have reservations and we'll get onto that when we, when we get closer to it. 
So that's the first sort of section, the variables and data types. That's you got to get that stuff down. And then we move into control flows. So control flows are things like uh, if statements. So if, if statements, if else statements, else if statements, you, you want to learn how to do those and the operators behind those. Um, you also want to learn the order of precedence as well and bod mass. So brackets over division, multiplication and addition. Um, and subtraction. You want to understand that um, if you have, excuse me, a couple of brackets within your your expression, how do you how does that expression get equated? So uh, bod mass there, or statements. So how do you do or statements? Truthy, false, tr- uh, truthy and falsy statements. So what you know a boolean. That's what we're talking about. And how do you how do you check? booleans or how do you check if if a string is true you know that kind of thing or if a string is empty or you know if a string is is um if it is empty is that null those kind of questions you want to be asking here at this point in time Uh, and then we get into other types of statements so for instance switch statements and if you're in into the php 8 world then the match statement that kind of thing and then we move down into loops okay so we're still in the control flow section so we want to loop your name 10 times. So create a loop, a for loop that prints your name 10 times and then create a loop that inter- that uh, increments a number or concatenates that number to a string or something or another number or adds that to that number. So, you know, that kind of that kind of thing. Uh, create a never ending loop. So how do you create a never ending loop that prints your name or, or what, what have you? <laughs> That's fun to do. Uh, create a loop in a loop. Okay, so loop a loop, loop a loop a loop. That's interesting to call a function in a loop. Now we haven't talked about functions yet, so maybe do this when we get to the functions bit. I'll probably let me remove that. That's that's uh, that's, that's uh, not not right there. So yeah, create a loop in a loop, then exit out of a loop at a certain point. So let's say you're looping over and um, looping to to get to a certain number, but then you have um, an if statement within that loop and you want to exit out of that loop at that particular time. This will all teach you the flow of a program. These, you know, this is control flows. Uh, okay, create a function that loops over to, again, I need to put that in functions. Sorry, let me just copy that, those two, and put that into the next section, which is all about functions. Sorry, so we're now in functions. <laughs> okay, so... Learn the syntax of a function. Okay. So learn that uh, you have the function name, the parentheses, uh, learn the arguments and the return, that kind of stuff. Also learn how the function is documented in um, PHP doc, that kind of stuff. You know, learn arguments. So how do you, how do you create an argument? What is an argument? Uh, multiple arguments. What's the, what's the deal there with the commas? W- what about data types? You know, how, how do you, how do you enforce a particular data type? So this is all about teaching you the signature behind a function. The function signature, uh, nullable arguments. You know, can you do those? <laughs> what happens if you put a nullable argument before an argument that is required? Okay, so uh, type. Then we get into the responses. So typed responses. So making sure that the response is always a specific type, and then you've got nullable responses as well. And also, I mean, as you do this, I suppose you would be looking at how a function is executed. So how it's called, how do you supply the arguments, that kind of stuff. And then, excuse me, uh, call a function inside a function. Okay. 
So this is where you've got a function and you call that function. And then within the function that you've just called, you're calling another function and maybe you're calling another function. And it, it's kind of like the, uh, the nested dolls you get, you know, the, 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 I don't know, are they porcelain or wooden dolls, a doll, a smaller doll in a smaller doll in a smaller doll, um, that kind of thing. Uh, so create three functions and chain the responses and the inputs as well. So this is where you're not putting the, you're not calling a function within a function. You're calling the function. So I'm going to grab some beer for this because my, my throat's getting dry. So instead of calling a function in a function, right, what you're doing is you're saying, this is my function. And the return of this function is going to be the arguments of the next function. So what you're doing is you're learning IPO which is input, process, output, and you're chaining that together. It's a very important programming skill. So uh, the input is the arguments that you pass into the first function. The process is that you're processing that function. Maybe there's an if statement in there that does something and then returns the output. So that's your IPO for the first thing. The output of the first function that you've just got, the return, becomes the input of the next function. So this is how you chain functions together. So the output of the first function, the return of the first function, becomes the input, the, the uh, argument of the next function, and so on and so forth. And, it, you know, you could do this using variables. So um, variable one equals the return of function whatever, and then variable two is is the return of that and so on. You pass that in. It's a very, very good, good thing to learn there. Okay. So, so what I've done is I've, I've, I've discussed two ways and where this is, this is bordering on good practice and, um, solid design principles and all of that jazz. So what I've done is I've described two ways of using functions. One is a function within a function. So you call a function and inside that function, you call another function and inside that function, you call another function and so on and so forth until you get to the very last function. And then the last, the, the other way is that you have a chained IPO. So the, the, uh, the input, the process, the output, that output becomes the input of the next one, which is then processed. And then you get the output of that and so on and so forth. So why is the second example, sorry, sorry. Why is the first example nested functions worse compared to chained functions? So this is a little bit of thought, you know, why, why is chaining a function from one to the next uh, better than having nested functions. So this is all about uh, single responsibility and uh, cleaner code, more readable code. You know, how many times, you know, if, you, if you've if you got um, uh, a bunch of nested functions, for instance, you know, and you're in the fifth nest down, <laughs> that's going to be very difficult to work out, you know, zoom straight into that. You have to zoom straight out to work out how it's got to that point. Okay, moving on, moving on. Uh, I told you there's a lot to do with functions here. Okay, so create a function that returns a Boolean. How would you name this function? Okay, how would you name a function that returns a Boolean? Essentially, it's true or false. So what, what, how would you name that? Uh, create a function that returns your name, as in a string. How would you name that? Why are, they, why are you naming them differently? You know, there is a reason why one should name those two types of functions differently. So for instance, uh, when you're doing a, a, a return of a Boolean, so when your function returns true or false, then normally what you're doing is you're, you're asking a question, is this true or false? Or has this done this? Or has this parameter, this argument that I've passed 
got the thing that I need. And therefore, you, pref you normally prefix those function names using is or has, because you're asking a question, yes or no, because that's what you return, true or false. Whereas when you're um, creating a function that returns a string via something, maybe uh, maybe the string is uh, uppercase or whatever, or, or something happens to this to the arguments that you you supply to the function, you're doing more of a more of an accessor, a getter, or a or a processor. It's different from 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 a boolean whereas a boolean is a true or false this is something different so there is a di so so what i'm trying to do here is 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 get the the learner to sort of under, understand general PA, uh, programming techniques and it's just a way of getting them to think a little bit about how to how to actually create clean code but from a very early stage okay because because at the very early stage, if you know if they haven't asked those kind of questions and they just do it, then that will become natural. It, well, not natural probably isn't the right, right word, but it 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 will become very obvious to them. I I I would hope. I would hope. Okay, so so that that teaches that function names are important. That's essentially what I was trying to get get at. The function names are important. Okay, so uh, then we have built-in functions. So how do you access the built-in functions of PHP? And let's let's uh, let's let's play with some. So create a random number. You know, encode a URL, uh, decode and print JSON to the screen. Create a file with its content with contents. Amend that file and or delete that file. Run a command on your computer via a function. All right. So maybe you're you're printing the working directory or doing something on the file system. Get the IP address and get other statistics of the system as well through PHP. Okay. Number four. <laughs> this is <laughs> there's a lot. There's a lot here. Number four is arrays. Okay. So there's a, a load here. So number four, create an array. That's the, that's the first one, right? Create, create an array, uh, add elements to an array, learn the difference between key value pairs. So what is a key? What is a value? Remove an element at a given key, replace an element at a given key, uh, print, dump, print or dump, uh, the array to the page. So this here, we're, we've been playing around with dumps and var dumps and so forth, but let's just Let's just format this better. Let's use print R. Let's, let's, let's format this better. Okay. Nest two arrays together without a function. How do you do that? What is an associative array? Add an element to the start, middle and end of an array. So this is now moving into those functions. Uh, remove and return an element from the start, middle and end of the array. Create a nested array that represents a shopping cart. Include item costs and delivery charges. Create a function that alters the array with a tax calculation. Okay, so goes through. So we've just learned uh, for loops and functions. So create a function that alters the array that you pass, that loops over those costs within the array, and deals with a tax calculation. Now you might pass the tax calculation in as another argument to that um, to that function. Can you see this is slowly building up now? Um, so, uh, create a function that calculates the total cost of the array. So loop over that array again, and then do the addition of the, um, of the costs that you have in the array. And hey, if you've, if, if you've, uh, you could take this one step further and have, uh, quantity. And so if you have a quantity in the array, then you would have to do a multiplication to find the, the cost of that particular, uh, product. 
uh, if you've got more than one, that kind of thing. Okay, right. So where are we? Check if an array, if an item is in array, if is in an array. Uh, so check if, if, if in array, uh, merge multiple arrays together. Okay. So you've got two arrays. You want to merge them together into a single array. How do you do that? How do you also do that if the both arrays are recursive or if one are, sorry, if one, <laughs> I gave that away then, <laughs> how do you do that if uh, one array is uh, an associative array and the other array isn't? Okay. Mer- so I've just said that merge multiple nested arrays together. <laughs> okay. Re-index the array. Okay. So re-index the array, reverse the array, get the, get only the keys of the array. So get only, get an array of keys, get only the values of the array. And then for each loops. So loop over the keys, loop over a nested array and print out its contents. <sighs> so that's arrays. There's a lot there. And, 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 uh, just looking at that, I've, I can already think of a couple more. <laughs> Thank you ever, ever so much for, uh, for, for joining. I love PHP too. It's paying for my mortgage. <laughs> I love it to bits. Okay. So moving on to number five. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I, I've only had two sups of beer. Let's have another one. Mm. Okay. Number five, um, nut is dates. So once you've mastered arrays and functions and, and control flows and, and strings and all of that stuff, let's get into dates. Okay. So dates create a date from a string. Therefore you needed to know the string before dates. So create a date for, for, from a string based on your date of birth. So create a string of your date of birth, either as say day, month, year, or a year, month, day, if you're American, or actually type out, you know, it was, January the 5th, 19, whatchamacallits, and then create an actual date from that. Print the date in various formats and also adjust the time zone. <laughs> so what is your birthday in, in Australia? That kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so where are we now? Okay, yes, 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 yes. So once you've got your date, remove three weeks from that date. Add three weeks to that date. Uh, only get the seconds, minutes, and hours of that date. Create a page that prints the current time. Here's a question. What is an epoch? Create a date from a timestamp. Get the current timestamp. So again, there is a lot of things to play with there. And we haven't discussed uh, OOP, you know, you can, cause you can obviously play with dates in an object orientated manner. We're just playing with functions and stuff. The OOP comes later. Oh, pre-reg match and how it works. I, I tell you what, that's a really good suggestion there, Bernard. I'm going to put that into, um, where's that? Uh, that would be more to do with strings, right? Pre-reg match. Uh, I'm going to put that up into, that's more of a regex thing. Uh, yeah, I'm, I tell you what, I, I will put a, a quick little note down here. That is, oh, and we'll just say regex. And um, pReg match. Sorry, everyone. I'm just reg. Yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good shout on that. Okay, so after dates, we then have number six. So this is now our halfway point. 
Uh, and this is HTTP requests because after all, PHP is all about web development and, um, you know, handling requests and responses. So first of all, what is a get request compared to a post request? And then what is a, just a normal request? You know, how do we get those things in PHP? You know, what, what is the variable, the, the server variable, hint, hint, that we need to get to, to, to handle those, to get those. So handle a query string. So actually manipulate the URL with a question mark and then, you know, key equals whatchamacallit and then handle that, grab that, use that, play with that. That now becomes your argument of the functions that you were creating earlier. Handle post requests. So. I recommend um, Postman, or you could use other things. If you if you are a developer of other of other programming languages, you might be used to curl. All right, so create a curl request to your local host, so you can uh, you can run these kind of requests. If not, use you you might have um, something in in your um, IDE that can you can fire. Requ uh, post requests and get requests at a specific URL. And what you want to do is, is you want to handle those kind of things. We're now moving into the territories of forms, right? So how do you post a form? So create a form in HTML and then, and then submit that form. How do you handle a get request versus a post request? How do you sanitize and validate the form? How do you handle the user input? Very important things. These are like really cornerstone bits and pieces to learn when you're a PHP developer. Number seven is sessions. Okay. So this is, um, every PHP developer, in my opinion, needs to learn how to handle sessions properly. So how do you start a session? How do you stop a session? How do you destroy a session? How do you increment and save a number on each request? Now, again, you can use this in your get requests or your post requests and you could, you could, you could, uh, get or post send in any kind of way to a, a, a URL, a number that you want to persist in a session and increment each time you do that. Okay. Build a login form with hard coded credentials. So I, I say hard coded credentials because I don't really want to lean too much on databases, but you know, that's a, a valid thing to learn, obviously, but build a form with uh, credentials that you, you require in order to get to another page. So here you've created a barrier. You've created a, a wall that you can only go over or go through if you have certain credentials. Play around with um, redirects, so header redirects as well. Uh, again, that should really be in, I'll put that down in the HTTP requests. Uh, header redirects. Yeah. So play around with the location. So redirecting a user from one page to the next. Work out why you're getting um, uh, session already started errors. <laughs> Trust me, you'll get them. Um, and work out why and how to fix that. And then after that, we move into number eight, which is external files, right? Now, this is something I learned first. Now, uh, nobody taught me a lot of this stuff. I had to learn this myself. So header redirects is one of, uh, sorry, external files was one of the first things I learned on my own. I did go and get taught PHP at uh, college and university, but when I was self-teaching PHP on my own, I went straight for uh, external files. The reason being is that I was creating a very basic, although at the time it was incredibly complicated because I, this was the first thing I was doing. Um, I was creating a website specifically on, I was creating a website that had a lot of files and I wanted to learn how to include a, a HTML file and PHP was the solution. So that's how I initially got in, into PHP is that I wanted to include a file. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I, but I don't, I don't recommend you learn it first. That's what I'm trying to say. So, okay, learn the difference between require and include, and learn the difference between uh, require once and include once. They are really important because when we get down to number nine, number nine is again very, very important, and that is uh, object orientation, visibility scopes, and inheritance. So, learn public, private, protected, and uh, prop- uh, properties methods. Learn the constructor. Learn how to do overrides. Learn how to what the difference is between a method and a function. You want to learn the difference between classes and objects. You want to learn constants. You want to learn namespaces. You want to learn traits. You basically want to learn everything to do with OOP from a, a syntactical point of view, and then we can start moving into once you have that those foundations. You can, we can then move into other things. Uh, such as um, abstraction, inheritance, and composition. So, for instance, force um, a concrete class to be able to um, adhere, I've got be aware, <laughs> to adhere to a set of contracts based on an interface um, and force a concrete class to contain a specific signature in terms of an abstract property, that kind of thing. And then what I've got is a very loosey-goosey design patterns thing here where we could go into more design patterns-y type things, such as what, you know, the difference between a singleton, polymorphism, uh, and then, well, I suppose they are design patterns, but then we could go even further and discuss things like, um, you know, the command pattern, the strategy pattern, those kind of, those kind of deals. So that is my roadmap. That is my roadmap. And as I said, this is going to be something that is rolling it's going to be rolling through it's like a rolling document you know you've given me a lot of suggestions here that i can add to which is great and if you have any suggestions then please do let me know uh, either through twitter which is at how to cope well or here on the on the comments Uh, that would be that would be very very handy to have uh before i go i want to talk about the uh, possible changes coming up in the, in the podcast or things that I perhaps wouldn't mind doing. So I <laughs> moved to JavaScript. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> sorry, that threw me there. <laughs> I got some JavaScript. PHP is for losers. Oh, good. It's one of those people. Right. Let me block. <laughs> so um, what we're going to do is discuss where the, what's going to happen in the, in the, in the coming I don't know, coming, uh, coming, well, the future, shall we say? I don't want to put time on it of the podcast. Uh, what I would like to do is perhaps maybe have a book club because I've got a ton of programming books that I would like to read. <laughs> I've bought them. I just, I just need to spend some time reading them. Um, I've got a, a Twitter poll and the YouTube, uh, com- community poll, um, where I've put out whether people would like that. And the idea is that I would be reading, um, a couple of pages or a chapter for every uh, podcast that I do here live. And we would have the text up on screen as well. So you can follow along. And of course, this is a podcast. So this does go out every, um, every Friday. It's a Friday behind. So, uh, tomorrow we'll have last week's out. So that's what I want to do. So if you haven't voted already, please do, do check out the pinned, uh, post that I've got on Twitter. If you think it's a terrible idea, then uh, let me know. It's very important. <laughs> so the content that I do here on YouTube is, uh, or how to code well in general is very tailored towards the audience and what they, what they want. So if you don't want 
to have a book club, please let me know. Your voice is very important to me. Um, and then the next thing that I wouldn't mind discussing is, is bringing guests on. It's something that I really want to get involved in doing again. We used, we had a load of guests on in season, uh, uh, one, two, and three. Loads of really interesting, fantastic people, uh, talking about what they do in web development and the skills that they know. And, you know, I learned huge amounts from this. And I want to do that again because I want to, I want to improve myself as a web developer. The thing is, when we were doing that last time, we were doing that pre-recorded. So I would do a, I would record with the guest over, say, uh, Skype or Google Hangouts or or whatever service that we chose, and um, we, I would do the recording, I would do the whole um, uh, the editing, and then I would send it to them to then review, and we would create an article and. Before that, there was a whole bunch of questions that we agreed on. There was a load involved. When you've got guests on the show, there is a huge amount of things involved. Since then, we now do this live. Okay, this is now a live show. You know, you're chatting to me here, for instance, on the on the chat, I can see. And it's a different type of it's a different type of experience now i personally prefer doing these things live because these are raw the, the the things that i say are just in my head right now it's not i'm not reading off of a script i may have had notes there for the things that um i was uh in my php um uh, roadmap there but around those things i kind of sort of rifted a little bit and and t- talked uh, without going through a monologue, without a script. Not saying that that was what we were doing with the guests, but it's a little bit more sort of flexible, if you will. The thing is with a live show is that there's a ton of things that can go horribly wrong. So for instance, just now or earlier before the stream, we had to cut the stream because the this, this stream actually died. <laughs> So there's connection issues. And obviously, if I have a guest on, then we have to deal with the guest's connection issues. Plus, you've got the whole audio thing. So I would love to have guests on again, but it's all about how can we, how can we work this? Uh, how can we do this as a, as a live thing, if possible? Uh, one thing I don't want to do is I don't want to have live shows and non-live shows. I either want one or the other. Um, so I'm, I'm just going to have to play around with that. Also, um, you know, through no fault of their own, um, things happen in life. And so guests might, might not be able to turn up on the, on, on the right time or the day or what have you. There was a ton of things that, uh, you know, I'll hold myself accountable for where I got the time zones wrong, for instance, because these guests that I had were all over the world. So there's a lot of complexity involved in there. And there was a pool of people that I could sort of lean on, which was really, really good to do like stand-ins. We, a couple of times we had stand-in guests, uh, which was really cool. You can't really do that though, when you have a, a live show like this, where you're actually having a live conversation with a, um, uh, with a guest. Uh, another problem is that we now have a troll on this, uh, on this chat who's talking about PHP, like he knows what he's talking about. And he doesn't. And I don't really want to have that with the, with the guest. So when I talk to a guest, I want to be talking to the guest rather than the chat and maybe picking out, um, parts of 
the chats that I think are meaningful for the conversation. So yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm going to have to try and work that through in my, in my head a little bit more, maybe do some experimentation. So what I'm saying <laughs> is that you might see in the coming future, a couple of uh, experimental podcasts where perhaps either I'm doing the book club thing or we might have a guest on, who knows? But uh, it'll be interesting. It'll be something that we all have to learn and adapt through. But I thought what would what is really super important is that I talk to you a lot about this because obviously How to Code Well is something that I do in my free time. And all the time that I spend with How to Code Well on How to Code Well is in, very important to me. And I want it to be the best it can be in the short, small time that I can offer it. And you people are awesome at telling me what you don't want and what you do want. And so I think it's important to um, have these conversations before they happen. I don't want you to suddenly look and, you know, watch, watch or listen to one of these podcasts and go, hang on a minute, this isn't how it's normally done. <laughs> so if you've got any feedback, then please do let me know either here on the chat or um, in, a, in a, a future video comment or even better on the Discord server if you go to howtocodewell.net forward slash Discord or on Twitter at howtocodewell. Um, and just let me know if you've got any suggestions. That, that's great. We've got a suggestions channel on Discord too. Anyway, I'm going to finish the rest of my beer. It's super hot in this office. Uh, so I'm going to finish the rest of my beer and I'm going to chill out. And also I need to sort out tomorrow's podcast, which will be alive uh, tomorrow at 7 a.m. on Spotify and iTunes and everywhere else you get your podcast from. Thank you ever so much for watching. Happy coding. I apologize to everybody that I haven't seen in the chat, but there's an idiot who's spamming about PHP. Thank you very much. PHP is awesome. <laughs> Happy coding, everyone. Take care. Cheers. Bye-bye.